Welcome to SelfDiscoveryRadio.com, where the orchard of wisdom is just ready for picking. We celebrate your why, the journey that you've taken that inspires someone else. We support your services. We support your story. Come and be our guest. Become a host. Be an author with us. Come and see what we've got. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of This Story Matters and Raising Our Gifted Children. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful gentleman I'm interviewing today is Rob Shearer. This is the third time back, and when you hear this interview, you'll know why. You'll go back and listen to the other shows, and I promise you, he'll, you he will worm your way, his way into your heart and to your soul and to your consciousness. And today, though, we're going to be talking about Yet another achievement of his, which is his brand new book, The Forever Family, Family Fostering Children One Child at a Time, or Fostering Change One Child at a Time. And we were meant to do this show the other day, but technical issues wouldn't allow us to do that. And then <laughs> the book arrived the next day. So I love that divine intervention when it comes in. I was glued to the book. I couldn't put it down. And boy, did it open my eyes. There are shows that I do that always stay with me. There also are people that I bring up on other shows as reference. And Rob is one of them. I've spoken about him a great deal, so his ears must have been burning a lot. And it's because he's this ordinary guy doing something extraordinary. He started this wonderful project called Comfort Cases, which are beautiful backpacks for children, foster children, who are being shifted from one household to the other. They used to be in a, in a plastic, you know, garbage bag that was what their life was resulted into he gave them the dignity of a comfort case went on ellen degenerish they gave him a good heavy check so now it's suitcases and but he hasn't stopped there one person saw the need of the change and he went with the change the comfort cases brought attention to other things the whole foster care system and now he's got coming up in the new year a university for foster children we're going to talk about all of that but first the book and why this book has got me so stoked after interviewing him a couple of times i thought i knew a great deal about him until i read the book and i really understood where he came from there are so many shows I do here on people who have had a traumatic upbringing. And I will say the common denominator of everybody's disconnect in life comes from that inner child trauma, uh, neglect, abuse, um, many other things that go on with ch children that never get dealt with, um, that really do dictate their path in life. And reading this book and looking at the traumatic, tumultuous and violent and abusive childhood that he had, I really, honest to God, don't know how he's as sane as he is, but it's because he was willing to take the journey. He's made his mistakes. He went down the wrong roads. He had no self-value. He didn't know how to be loved because there was always a consequence from it. He was never taught how to love. And it was a long journey for him to get to that point, to place that self-value and self-love on him. And then he was ready to meet his husband. And once he met his husband, life changed completely. Then the foster care children came into the picture, which completely tugged up both of their hearts. And they fought tooth and nail as white um, homosexual couple fighting for four black children to be in their home and eventually to adopt them. So we know he's got the fighting spirit. He survived that incredible upbringing uh, where I think most people would have been completely flattened or gone down a totally different path. And he took the journey to get where he is today, to write this book, to 
have four beautiful children that he's given hope and, and, uh, and love to and a forever family to with the comfort cases and the university. So folks, I don't care what your background is. If there's love in your heart, you can make a difference. And this guy has. So let's dive right back in. Hello, Rob. Welcome back. Thank you so much. for. Oh, first of all, that was amazing to hear. It's like, you know, but thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And I do talk about you a great deal. As I said, the years must be burning because I love, you know, when people, despite what their upbringing is, you've, you've, you've gone through your journey, you've gone through your own demons, but you were willing to do what you needed to do to kind of find that self-discovery of love within you that then took you on a totally different path. You, you know, you may have gone through your phase somewhere along the line of bitterness and resentment and a lack of forgiveness, but it, the fact that you are, have stepped up so much to fight for the children that get left behind, that just get lost in the system, the throwaway kids, just like the plastic yeah. bags, you know, it's the fact, a, I don't think you would be such a fighter had you not had the background that you had. You know, I have to agree with you on that. And, and I hear people say to me all the time, why did I write the book? You mm. know, why would I write this story? And, and it's very raw, you yes. know. Um, yes. And the fact that I had decided that when it was time to write the book, that um, I was going to peel the onion back every single layer, no matter how many tears I had to shed. And by the way, my husband can tell you, there were many nights where I was in a fetal position, mm -hmm. reliving, you know, um, but at the same time, if you read this book, it's a love story. Yes. It truly is a love story. Um, my husband is my everything. Mm -hmm. He is not only the most amazing father that anybody could ever ask to have, but he's also the most amazing partner, mm -hmm. the amazing friend, and the most amazing human. Mm -hmm. And he brought all that out of me. Yes. See, I already had it in me. I just didn't know how to get it out. No. Um, and he did that. And so, you know, it's 14 years we've been together. And I tell him all the time, you know, as I'm jet setting here or there that he's I come home and he reminds me every single day that, you know what, I do this for these four beautiful children mm -hmm. that we have. And so, yeah, so it's been it's been an amazing journey. And the journey's not over, though. The no, journey's God, not no. over. You know, it's so no. funny. Someone says, well, Rob, now that you wrote the book, what are you going to do? I was like, gosh, there's so much left yes. to do. This year alone, 30,000 children are aging out of the system. 70% mm. of them will be homeless. You better believe we have a lot of work to do. Right. You know, you talk about the university and how excited I am. And I haven't had the opportunity to tell you this. And you'll be the first. To, I told all of the funding fell through. Oh. None of the states would wanted to come and say, we will help to accreditate this. It is the once again cycle we see with kids in care. Right. You know, we, we do nothing but give them, we, we take them from foster care to the penitentiary. And they would rather invest that $60,000 a year to put them behind bars than to invest in their future. So I'm still fighting that oh, yeah. fight. Oh, I'm alongside of you. Yeah. And we're going to make a difference yes. for these kids. It's just a setback or a redirect, yeah. you know, because maybe the funding isn't meant to come from that. Maybe it's meant to come from the consciousness of the people and the people will drive that other funding. As I've said, if we look to government for things, we're never going to get things done. But when we look to each other and raise that consciousness into what can we do, even a dollar, you know, 60,000 right. people with a dollar, right? You better believe it. And, and by it the way, these are, your, 
These are your kids. These are my yes. kids. These are our yes. kids. That's I mean, the central problem that you talk about is yeah. everybody's kids. It's all part of the human race. What happens with them is a direct reflection on how we let them down or what we did or did not do for them right? Yeah. We're all responsible for our own actions in life. And, you know, uh, Reese, your husband, um, you know, as you pointed out in the book, had you met him earlier, you would have sabotaged that relationship completely because yeah. you hadn't yet found self-love. And coming from, you know, I have to, I have to say this, it's, it's, it, it keeps reliving the scene of you three kids kneeling on the floor with your parents drunk, drunk playing Russian roulette. Yeah. And yeah. that just gobsmacked me and it's like how does a child get over that how does a child learn empathy or love we know narcissism comes from a child not igniting the frontal lobe of empathy and caring how did you turn out to be such a caring person when you know, when you were not shown an ounce of care yeah and and i will tell you first of all i believe children are resilient but mm -hmm. you also have to look at the fact that i got lucky because my other brothers and sisters they didn't make it they didn't make it. I have one sister that I'm very close to because of this book. I, this book brought us so close together. She's my, she's an older sister and um, she, she lacks so much of that. Right. And it's because she was never shown that. No. And, you know, and even though I wasn't shown that, I feel, I really feel there was a fire inside mm -hmm. of me and I wasn't going to let the fire die. Mm -hmm. And that's the mm -hmm. thing. I think so many times as kids, we, we let that fire die. It's a lot easier to let it die. And, and I saw that with my siblings. Um, wasn't going to happen to me. And even though, you know, as you said in the book, there were many roads that I went down that I shouldn't have gone down. But you know what? Every single thing that happened down that road made me to who I am today. Yes. You know, yes. made me who I am today. And, you know, would I do it over again? I would hell hope not. No. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, you know it's take the same wisdom now and go back. Yeah, no, we're not yes, going to take the same yes. path. But, oh my gosh, yes. You, yeah. you know, and, but then, you know, you, you were, uh, um, I mean, I'm going to point out, you went through addiction. Um, yes. uh, quite a lot of addiction for a while. And, you know, having done so many shows on addiction, and this needs to go on to the addiction genre as well, um, you know, addiction comes from a, a lack of, you know, a lack of self-worth, a lack of inner love, a lack of feeling uh, loved at all, you know, a lack of uh, meaningful purpose, a lack of belonging. So all that lack, you know, we go searching for it in other ways and, uh, you know, pushing the envelope, um, you know, trying something else to either numb it or ex, you know, uh, escalate a feeling because you're so in apathy. Um, so yes, addiction, it's not just people, you know, there are the recreational ones, lazy, you know, um, opulent children, even they have their own lack of, but we are looking at addiction as a lack of something and it's an escape or it's, it's a, it's a seeking of something that's going to make you feel. No, I agree. I, and, and, you know, I was looking for that and yeah. I was looking for that in any way that I could find it, whether that was through drugs, whether that was through, you know, the, the, the abusive relationships yes. that I went through. Um, I was looking for something that I was missing. Yeah. And, but then at the end, it was what I was missing for me yes. inside of me. You know, I talk about the, the one part of the, the book that I, it really sticks out is the, the day that I went to my mother's grave mm -hmm. and I forgave her. 
And that was such a free moment mm-hmm. for me. Um, it wasn't about her. It no. wasn't about, you know, it was a, such a, a, a moment in my life that said, wow, I have the power, yes. you know, and I think people who suffer through addiction and suffer through mental illness, um, a lot of that is because you do not feel you have the power. No. And, and, no. and, you know, I tell people, as I've been interviewing for this book, do not think that just because I wrote this book that I still don't have my demons right. because yes. I still do. The yes. difference is I'm facing them and I'm facing them head on and I'm facing them with an amazing partner. Right. And so, you know, since the book has been written, you know, and I say this, I'm very open about this. And um, I have fallen down that well since in the last two years with depression where, you know, something happened traumatic in my life and it put me down this deep well. And, um, and I stayed there for a couple of months and it, it not only scared my husband, it scared my children. It scared myself. Yes. What it did teach me is that the rope that is put down that well to pull me up, I just had to grab it. Right. You know, you yes. just had to grab it. And I grabbed it and I pulled myself back up and I put my big boy pants on and I, and I went and faced it. So right. again, you know, I don't think you ever get rid of the demons. No, I, I don't. think that you, you have to learn how to deal with them. And you also have to put people around you. Yes. God, this is really going to make up. <laughs> you have to put people around you that love you yeah. unconditionally. Yes. And I'm not just talking about, hey, I like you. I'm talking right. the love in your heart that you know what, doesn't matter. We're going to get through this together. Yeah, you might have made a mistake or yes, you know, maybe you didn't say the right thing. If you truly love within your heart unconditionally, there's nothing you can't get through. That is truly loving from the inside out, right? You know, that's loving the core of somebody. And when you love somebody from the core, from the very heart, the very soul, the very spirit, whatever the exterior does, you know, we're human, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to fall down those potholes now and again, you know, we're going to go and do something stupid because that's who we are. But, you know, it's not about somebody condemning you or judging you, it's just reminding you of who you are. And because they see you from the inside out, they can show you and that's a way back. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I'm very lucky that I've had some of those people in my life. But I also will let you know that I've lost a lot of people since this book was written. People that I talk very highly about in the book who I haven't spoken to now in almost a year, nor have they seen my children because right. um, they can't face their own demons. Right. You know, I, I forgive. I'm a true believer that forgiveness is yes. such a strength of your inner core, yeah. but that doesn't mean you forget. You forget no, no, and you move no. on and, and you also have to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I said this to my mom just a year ago and I haven't spoke to her and I talk a lot about this her. This is the adopted mom, by the way, folks. So that's correct. That, this, is my fa- this is my foster mom that I talk a lot about. I haven't spoken to her in a year and it, it's, and neither have my children. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is that she has to forgive herself because I have forgiven her. I praise her in this book. She, right. she, she helped save my life. Yes, exactly. um, and so, you know, she will go through this, her path, the way she needs to go through it, just as I will go through my path the way I need to. doesn't mean I love you any less. Right. It means that maybe right now. It's She's not probably not ready yet to accept. The thing is, is that it's so easy, especially as a mom you know, to go in and feel guilty about things that you've done. I mean, you know, I've got three beautiful, stable children. I nowhere near went through what any of you went through. Um, but 
I still now and again kind of, oh, if only I'd done this, if only I hadn't done that, if only I'd done that. And, you know, as a parent, we do. And when, of course, somebody writes about it, it's not that you're putting any blame on her. What you're doing is actually showing the situation she was in, that yes. she was reacting to, and that she wasn't equipped to be able to do anything more for you. Like the first time, I mean, this is also something, let's, let's talk about you, brought it right up at the top of the show. At the age of 18, that's it. No more subsidy, no more help. It doesn't matter if the kid's in the middle of a school year. You haven't prepared them for out there. They can't go and get a job. They're still at school. They can't, actually can't be at school unless they have an address. So this whole thing about Isn't the Isn't that crazy? I know. I mean, A, finish off their school year, right? Make sure they're graduated. Um, maybe give them another couple of months grace to get a job or are they going to go into university or something, right? Not just like, well, you're 18 now. Just imagine you've got six months of school to go. You know, you're out. And the reason people uh, kick them out, folks, is because they no longer get paid for it. So they're not going to do it out of the love of their heart. Yes, them, you're right. They're doing it because it's, it's uh, you know, extra money. So, yes, I mean, we, we know the system is broken, left, right, and center. We also know no policies are going to change unless we are the ones that insist on the change. So people are what bring about the change not politicians. We changed the politicians. I agree. I agree. And the fact is, is that this is happening every single day. Mm -hmm. Every single day, children are becoming homeless. Mm -hmm. The difference is it's harder to see a homeless child than it is an adult because they blend in more. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and I've, I've gone around the country and I've talked to kids who have aged out of the systems or, or kids who, by the way, haven't even aged out of the system, but for some reason they have fallen through the cracks. Right. That was a simple, typical me. Yes. Um, falling through the cracks. You know, the moment that my parents died and the moment that, that, that my, my then foster mother, and let everybody make sure that we understand the definition of a foster parent, is someone that you're living with that is not your biological family. So that can be, you know, a neighbor or whatever. They, they all fall in the same category. But the moment that she walked into that school and said, this is Johnny's new address, you know, for me, this is Robert's new address, a red flag should have popped up. Well, where's his mom? Right. Where's his dad? Right. Why are you as a stranger coming yes. to enroll this kid in a school? Right. You know, who the hell are you? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> yes. You know, and we see that happening over and over again. You know, foster care is actually a gateway to human trafficking. It truly is. And it's, it's, the, the amount of abuse and the sexual abuse that goes yes. on with foster children, it's, it's almost like it's permission for foster yes. parents. This is a foster child. I can do with them as I want. I can do with them as I want. You know, if, in my book, um, I, I talk about, you know, my children who talk about the pink medicine, that they remember the pink medicine. So as they sit in a foster home, someone who is not even there related to, they remember being given pink medicine. Well, we find out years later that pink medicine was Benadryl. It was to get them to fall asleep so they didn't have to deal with them. Right. You know, that is so typical yes. in our system. Yeah. And That and nursing know, homes as another yeah, one like that. Why, yeah. But mm. why are we not having accountability? I don't know. Why? You know, I don't get it. I, you know, I talk, I said this to you before, Sarah, we've had this conversation. 4,600 kids in the United States are missing in our foster care yes. system. 4,600 are missing. Why do I not see that on MSNBC, right. CNN, Fox right. News, whatever right. you want to watch? Why am I not hearing yes. about that? Yes. 
Why, why, why is this invisible. not a crisis? You know, yes. as, as I've said before, from doing another show on, on sex trade, um, $150 billion a year worldwide on the sex trade. $150 billion a year. If that is not a, 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 a crisis, if this is not a disease, if this is not something that is destroying us, I don't know what is. And it's in the foster care, it's in sexual slavery, it's sex trade, it's, it's in, I mean, oh God, it's in so many places that people yeah. think, oh, it's not there, it's just runaway children. No, it is not. Yes, I right? thank you. Thank you. I, I'm so tired of hearing the fact yeah. that, oh, well, they ran away. Okay, well, if they ran away, why aren't we looking for them? And why did they run away? Why did they not feel safe enough? Exactly. You know, I I, I hear a lot of people will tell me, oh, because they're too grown for their britches or they don't want to follow directions or they don't want, you know what? Mm -hmm. These kids have had a life that none of us could imagine. Right. Okay. None of us could imagine. And we're going to sit there and make that type of judgment on them. Maybe if we made them feel wanted. Maybe if we made them feel needed, maybe if we actually showed them a path to a future, a path to a future, you know, these kids don't see that. They don't see a path to a future. I was giving a talk the other day and someone made, raised their hand and they said, well, wait a minute. We live in a state that pays for college if you're a kid in foster care. And I said, oh yeah, that's right. I said, do you realize how hard it is to get that done? Do you realize the number of applications that need to be filled out, the SAT scores that you need to go obtain? Do you realize that you then have to find housing? You have to figure out. I was like, these are children. Right. Why are we not? We should be doing that for them. I mean, I know, for instance, when my daughter, she's now 14, she's going to be 15 next year. You know, she already has taken the Mm pre-SAT testing. And, you know, my husband and I have been preparing for my daughter to go to college since the day she walked into our home. Right. She will be prepared for that. Right. These kids don't have that. Wait, not only that, they have such an interruption in their schooling. You know, when they're shunted yeah. from one home to the other, how many of them even complete a year or are behind on all the education? Because, you know, they're, they're not up to, quote, par. You know, they're, they're just not being taught. They're not being right. helped with difficulties. And many of them, never mind the emotional difficulty, they have learning disabilities that nobody's recognized. Oh, they just put it into a troubled child or child with, you know, issues you know, um, and uh, just playing up. No, this child may have some need for some help. Yeah. Right, you know, and I agree. It's with just you. not there, and we know we're not going to put the you know the thing on the teachers or on that because we know that they're underpaid and understaffed, oh. and there isn't enough support for them. It's again a broken system, it and is. it's a system that we would rather spend more money on wars, we spend more money on on buying politicians than we would in putting into our children. Yep, you know, I this today I was talking um, to a teacher, actually, speaking of teachers. She was a teacher. She's now no longer teaching. And she said there was a girl in her classroom who was doing real poor. And she would keep her after school. And she couldn't figure out, you know, she was doing so well in the classroom. But then she wouldn't get her homework done. So finally, the girl went to the teacher and said, I have no electricity. Wow. I've had no electricity for months. Why would we not know that about right. this child? Why, Why did that child, know, child not feel safe enough to say something? Safe enough to say, yes. hey, 
my family needs electricity. I mean, we have forgotten the fundamental basics of taking care of each other, of why our community was built. We're so concerned that our community is our zip code. You know, and it's not, you know, I, I live in a, an area where you go a mile down the street and these houses are, you know, $10 million homes. And I think to myself, you have no idea what's going on four blocks away right. where, you know, they're barely able to put food on their table. Yeah. You know, we need to realize as human to human, we must help. And to me, it's helping every kid that's in our system because the system is shattered. Yes. I mean, it's not just the foster children. We're seeing so many kids, quote, fall through the cracks because there's trouble at home. Um, you know, the parents are going through downsizing or this or, or you know, um, divorce. You know, there's just too much trauma in a child's life. A child's life should be about exploration. It should be about wonderment. It should be about fun, learning to care, learning to, to see themselves from the inside out, learning to, to be participants in, you know, in, in, uh, in life, but they're so busy just trying to survive the next moment or avoid that beating or avoid that sexual prowess of somebody yeah. that's in trust or, or wondering where the next meal is coming from, or are they going to get bullied by the other kids in the foster home or their own home or at school because their clothes are in tatters and dirty. I mean, we are such a judgmental uh, society instead of stepping up and saying, there's something wrong. Let us put it right. Yes. Like, we'll point it, the finger. Oh, look at yeah. this. No, look at that. Ooh. I agree. You know? I agree. And you know, the thing that, you know, I look at our, our neighborhood, for instance, it's, you know, sometimes I wonder when's the last time a neighbor spoke to a neighbor. Right. You know, you want to talk about children who do not feel safe. Yeah. Children who, why did she not feel safe enough to tell yes. someone she didn't have electricity? Because we have forgotten, again, the fundamentals of a community. Right. We don't talk to each other anymore. Yes. We're too busy looking down on our phones. Mm-hmm. We don't go and, you know, we, we had a neighbor who recently passed away. And, you know, to me, it was automatically, you know, let's send some food. Let's, yeah. we don't do that anymore. No. We really don't. We're so within our circle of taking care of our own. We've become very narcissistic. Yes. We have, you know, and where, you know, we, we, we know that there's somebody in power that's an extreme narcissist, but we have started developing narcissistic behavior. Yes. And that narcissist, you know, yes, of course, you know, oxygenate yourself first. Be yes, stable and secure yourself because the more you have, the more you have to give. But right. it's not like, it's mine. No, I got it. It's all mine. You can't have it. No, it is like you can only eat so much. You can only have so much. Whatever you've got left over, share it. Because yes. that's really where the, the true abundance is in sharing. It's not about handing out. It's about handing up, giving somebody else the value of life to help them get back up on their own feet and find their own abundance. I agree. I agree with you. You know, it, it was one of the same reasons why I wrote the book was, you know, I want to tell my, show my kids mm. that, you know, as leaders, we have to be doers. Yes. We have yes. to be doers. And I hope that my kids, you know, look back and say, gosh, my dads, my dads truly were doers. Mm-hmm. They just didn't talk about it. Yeah. They just didn't stand up on a pedestal and say, oh, look at me. They actually rolled their sleeves up and they were doers. Because yes. I think that if we all take that philosophy and we all are doers, we can change this world. We can change this country. You know, yes. I've said this to you before. We are all a pebble 
And yeah. if we throw the pebble in together, the wave that we will mm-hmm. cause will be so large that we are, will be non-stoppable. Right. right now, we're all individuals and we must come back to being whole. Right. Look at our, look join at the our, wave. Yes. <laughs> yes. Join the wave. Join. And no matter how big that wave is, right. You've got to be a doer. You've got to make a, you've got to make a difference. Yes. You know? I, I, I used to say the new activism is actionism. Yeah. You know, we know what's wrong. You know, act, yeah. this is what's wrong. But where's the action? Yes. Just step into actionism. And, 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 you know, you may stay part. You started off by just one ripple. And that yeah. ripple grew. Right? And look what it is now. Right? And yes. you've invited other people to that ripple effect, you know, to that wave, that movement that you've got going here. Again, as I said, ordinary person doing extraordinary things. Everybody said, oh, but they're a celebrity or they're important. You're important. If you believe in something, if you think something should change, step up and do something. I don't care if it's an inch, if it's a yard, if it's a mile. You have no idea how far that's going to ripple out. Unless you step up and start doing something. We can't walk around with the blinkers anymore. We can't walk around and say, it's not my problem. Yes, it is. Those children going into incarceration, those children turning to drugs, those children turning to guns, those children, you know, turning to whatever other crimes in life because they've been thrown away and that's all they know. Because believe me, a criminal will pick them up and train them. A criminal will teach them how to be killers and dealers and everything else. You're right. You're exactly right. I mean, you look at you when people say to me all the time, why do kids go to, to gangs? Well, you know, they're looking for a sense of family. Yes. They're looking yes. for a sense of belonging. Yes. A sense of being accepted. Yeah. You know, maybe if we would do that, you know, I, I say it every time when a child enters the system is the day we should start teaching them. Yeah. Not, not wait until right before they age out. No. The moment they walk into the system, they need to be, we need to start teaching them. We need to start teaching them how important they are. They are. You know, I, I, the statistics show that, you know, girls who enter the system, that more than 74% at this point, by the time they're 21, will be pregnant. These are mm. not bad girls. No. They're caught up. Taught, yeah. Yes. But they've never been taught to love themselves. No. No. And as I say, fundamentally, everybody goes back to that inner child who doesn't know how to love. Right. You look the journey that you took before you found Reese, uh, you had to go away and learn to love yourself before you went into yet another relationship where you were the one giving all the love and accepting all the abuse because that's all you thought you were worth. You had to go yeah. make your own self-discovery. And you know, I don't care who you are or where you are on the planet, we all have that responsibility to find that self-love, that self-family value, and our meaningful purpose on this world. I that agree. is an inside job. And we cannot run from it or hide from it or take substance to, to avoid it. This is our life's journey. It's stepping into our own strength and courage to go, okay, I don't care if I'm screwed up or if I've made wrong decisions. Clearly, I've made them from a wrong place what do right. i need to do to make it from a different place and place love and value upon myself how can someone else value you or love you until you value yourself that's true that's true and by the way you don't have to have money to do that no i, well, I really get tired yeah. of people saying to me oh they're celebrities no we're not yeah. Yeah. we you know what there's many times we live paycheck to paycheck yes. there's many times you know the fact is is that we're lucky that we have a farm um that that, that forgives us eggs and and you know, that's this whole, you have to have money right. to make change. That is not true. 
You have to you, have love. You, you, exactly. <laughs> That's, you the have love. That's the that currency. That's the currency. That is the currency. <laughs> yeah. You know, it truly is the currency. And you have to start, as you said, loving yourself. Yeah. Finding that moment and love yourself and then let it grow. Right. Let it grow. You, yes. And that is the key. You know, for me, in the book where I talk, where I leave, and I actually did leave the area for a while to, to find myself. Right. And I realized that, wow, I really like this guy. Yeah. You know? Um, you've got to, everybody deserves that. And whether you're just going to the public library to sit, to get that inner core, or maybe you can take a job transfer like I did, you know, you still have to, you have to find yourself. Yes. Because if I had not found myself and loved myself, I would have never been able to love my husband. Right. I would have never been able to, to build my family with four amazing children if I had not gone through that part of the journey. Right. And, and the thing is about your husband is he's an incredibly equilibriumed guy, yes. right? You know, it's, it, he's the, the center core, you know, my, my daughter just got married and, you know, I was describing their relationship as a tree. They have developed their relationship where they're firmly rooted. The core of the trunk is very strong. And as they branch out in life, they'll be able to weather any storm because of that flexibility. Reese is that core for you. He is that oh, root, yes. which allows you to branch out and do what you need to do to bring attention to this cause. Yes, yes, I agree. And, you know, I will tell you, most people will be surprised. Reese just read the book. <laughs> we hadn't read it before. <laughs> no. no. You know, it was hard for him. Yes. It was hard for him. It was yeah. hard. To um, see you in that light. To see me yeah. in that light. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it was hard for me to watch him read it. Right. And, you know, when I was doing the audio book, I asked him, did he want to come and listen to me produce this audio book? And because and, and, I was personally reading it and he couldn't. And, um, you know, but I... I as I said to you earlier, um, it's a love story. Yeah. It's a love story. Um, it's not a tragic story. No. It's a love story that I hope people take away something. Each and every person takes their own thing away. You know, one of the, the, the chapters in the book called Roger's Gift, um, which is one of my favorite chapters next to my husband, Reese, the chapter mm -hmm. Reese, but Roger's Gift, which truly shows how we love unconditionally. Yeah how one person in your yes. life can truly make a difference. That was Roger for me, yeah. you know. And he was a no-nonsense type of guy, right? It, oh. The, the, it oh. Is, just simply is, you know. And so, you know, he didn't kind of buy into any drama or any trauma. He just saw you for who you were and reflected that back. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I remember, and by the way, Roger would have had a birthday, not a couple of weeks ago, he would have been in his nineties. And I remember his last day be, that he died and telling me to remember my promise mm -hmm. that, you know, I would breathe in, that I yes. would take, that yes. it was okay yes. for me to take. It was that moment in my life. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, yeah. And as, as you know, I say, uh, I was quiet during that time, but I was getting stronger. Right. And that's what you must do, each and every person, is get that inner core of strengthness. And the thing is, you know, let's t touch on what he, the advice that he gave you. He told you to stop giving and start taking. 
right yeah. now for a lot of people it's you know i'm i'm a victim of that true blue constantly give in the thought of taking oh you know i'm not worthy or i can't take without giving twice as much back you know well how will people perceive me you know the whole thing that you go through but what i've learned is perhaps i changed the word i learned to receive yes oh i love that i love that and that took a while that took a while you know, I couldn't take from people unless they freely gave me. But whereas before, no, no, I don't need. I learned to receive and look upon it as a gift coming from them to me. Gosh. Wow, that was that, that light bulb moment. That Wow, I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah it's a hard know? thing to receive when you don't feel any self-value. Yeah. But then it's all of a sudden, other people are seeing something in you. Oh, wow, why would they be gifting you? Yeah. Right? And wow. it's like, well, if they can see that in me, why can't I see it in myself? And you know, there's always that dialogue, isn't there? That inner core that says, but you are love. You are this. You are that. And then the head goes, no, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. And by the way, no matter what, even if you got a book out there, no matter yeah. what, you have that. That, you know, that, that little demon noise, you know. That little <laughs> demon noise, you know. Um, and it's, you know, and I say this quite often, just because you went through that journey, okay, doesn't mean that the journey didn't happen. I have right. people say to me all the time, well, that's your past. You shouldn't. No, that's part of me. No. That, that's that, part of me. That can, your past is what propelled you forward in the direction, in the directions that you've taken in life. Right. You went down this path, didn't work. That path didn't work. You know, Einstein, a thousand light bulbs. You tried many, many paths until you realized, okay, I've got to stop taking a path where I'm running away. I have to take a path where I can meet myself. Yeah. And you know, I will tell you, that's a really hard thing to do. Oh, I, I just want all your listeners to know that. That is a really hard thing to do. And there are times I still want to sometimes run. Yes. And again, you know, here goes my husband again, right. who's like, you know what? We're going to face this head on. We're going to face this head on. And I think that, you know, I look at my children and my kids are skidding. You know, this, we just, matter, matter of fact, Sarah, we just celebrated our, what we call gotcha day for our two oldest mm. kids when we signed their adoption um, papers. But in January, we will have celebrated 10 years that our wow. children walked into our lives. Um, what, what a gift for them. You I know, mean, you, you know. Well, a gift for us. I, yes. I, you know, my daughter is 14 now. My son, Makai, is getting ready to turn 12. My son, Grayson, is 11. And our youngest baby in two weeks is going to be 10. Right. I will, he was six months when he arrived in our mm -hmm. home. And I look at the four kids and I think to myself, you know, this is so all worth it. This is worth it. You know, because look at them. Yes. And, you know, if a lot of people think, well, you know, I have to have my own kids. You know, it, once oh. that kid is in your home, it, it's your own kid. Oh my gosh, I wish you could meet my son, Grayson. Sarah, I'm telling you, if Grayson was in a different shade of me, you would think he was my biological kid. <laughs> Ken and right. I are right. so much alike. I mean, we are so much alike. We could even finish each other's sentences. We are so similar. He's my 11-year-old, and he is, I mean, like I said, he's just... He was cut out of the same mm. mold as me. Right. He is me... I, everything I see about him. Last night I was in his room talking, I mean, and he's just, he's, he's me. He right. is his dad's son. 
And I love every moment of that. Right. And I you know, I'm, I'm a firm moment. believer that even before a child is born, you're chosen, they're chosen, you know, they cho choose you as the parent for good or bad, because, you know, as I believe in soul contracts, we sign a contract, we're here to do something. And even though you had a tumultuous life of neglect and lack of love and torment and torture and everything else because once you read the book you go oh my god when you see all of that but it was for you to find that courage that strength that purpose to become who you are today and through that struggle know the need to fight for others and you know whether you if you found the love through another foster parent or for your own parents or or you've given it now to your children and they are the ones that are going to carry this forward. The thing is, is there are no mistakes. There's only opportunities. And when a child is placed in our arms, whether it's, you know, what we've birthed or whether we've been gifted in other ways, that opportunity to be the very best parent, to be the very best unit is ours for the taking to, to make as beautiful as we can. And when we step into a child's aura and we see things how they receive things we just see how beautifully simple love is and if we stay in that aura of love we can weather anything along the way wow that love is always the orb that keeps us together oh my gosh you're so right about that i mean you are so right about that and i will tell you this journey and the fact that I've been able to have this journey with you and, yes. you know, we, you and I have, have, be, have, in my opinion, and this is just me saying, I do consider you my friend. I do too. Because I we do both too. have had this journey where you have watched this yes. small little puppy mm -hmm. pop out and mm -hmm. now look at how we've grown. Right. And, you know, yes. and the fact that, you know, as you said in the beginning that you thought you knew me and then you read the book. Right. Yes. I've had a lot of people say that to me. That, you know what, we thought we knew you, and then we read the book. Well, because we see your courage, we see your strength, we see your passion and your conviction and your tenacity and, and you know, the desire to change the system. And yes, you were a foster child, but no one knew that story. And in yeah. knowing that child, I mean, you became a foster child because you went to Sue. Read the book, folks, yeah. you'll find that out. But you should have been in foster care so much earlier. Oh my gosh. Of your parents so much earlier should you have been taken away from your parents. I mean, talk about dysfunction. And, you know, two broken people who have absolutely no idea how to raise children, but, you know, churning them out. Um, you know, it's, for someone to have had that kind of story and be who you are today, it's kudos to you for placing the value on yourself and allowing yourself to take the journey and then allowing yourself to be ready to receive Reese that became your tree trunk and your core, your roots that allowing you to branch out in life. We're all looking for a Reese in our lives. Hey, I'm looking for someone like that, that I can trust. <laughs> Believe me, we're all looking for that. That's someone that looks for at us and doesn't see the flaws we see, doesn't right. see all the issues that we have, that sees our very orb of our heart, our soul, and our spirit, and loves that. Yes. Right? And that yes. is what we all look for in life, whether it's a child, whether it's a relationship, and whatever we look for in life. And it's the fact that you were gifted, Reese, was because it was now we're preparing you for the next part of your journey. Yes. And I'm so excited about the next part of our journey. Yeah. 
you know, people keep asking me what's next and I don't know what's next. You know, um, I've thought about, you know, throwing my hat in the ring in a political way. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, we, we're so done with the red side and the blue <laughs> side, yes. you know, that maybe we need somebody who's a, a little rainbow purple. side. A rainbow yeah, side. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, my husband and I, we've talked about that, you know, about what's the next step for the sheer six. Mm -hmm. Um, we do things as a family and, and we make decisions as a family. And, you know, and for, for us, it's like, okay, right now the books come out and, you know, we're all trying to digest that. And now we're going to see what's, what's next for us. And well, who you know, knows? If, if you do go down the political arena, I tell you why it's so right for you at this time is that we have, we are seeing witnessing I'm in Canada, but you know, the, the horror show that I'm seeing over in the States is, you know, it was a gong show, you know, now it literally is, is horror. Um, we are seeing things of opulence and of greed and of, you know, misogyny and narcissism and just downright lack of humanity yes. that now people coming out with the honesty in your book, Right. Anybody trying to dig up dirt on you? It's already here, folks. And people are ready to see, you know what, if he can go through this, if he can go through this kind of upbringing and step in to his light and step forth and fight for the forgotten children and fight for them tooth and nail, despite your demons chasing you, hell, this is a person I'd like to elect because I know he's going to fight right? And this is the thing I think we're getting, especially amongst millennials, is like, who cares? The fact that you've struggled, the fact that you know what it's about, the fact that the passion and the conviction, the strength and the tenacity is there. You are a person to stand up for because you're not somebody that's hiding behind some sort of Ivy League or ivory tower or delusional thing. You are a person of the people who knows what it's like. And so you will know how to serve them. Those are the kind of people we need to see. Say, so yes, please run. I'm yes. endorsing you, you know, from Canada. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> and I love the fact that what you just said, a person of the people. Yes. A person of the people. And where have we have not heard that? No. We need to be a person of the people. I'm not always, and if I decide to do this, I'm not always going to agree with right. whatever party that decides yes. they're going to take me in. When a new I party, a new party, a new party. A new party. Yeah. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yes. No, don't, don't, don't jump into the sewage pit. No, Create your no. own pond. You know, and I think a lot of times what happens is that we forget that it's for the people. Yes. It's for the people. You know, we just had an election here and my book came out the day of the election. <laughs> and people said to me, oh my gosh, why would your editors, you know, why would Simon & Schuster and Jeter Publishing have your book come out the day of the... And I said, because our country needed this book. Mm. Our country mm. needed this book. It was and, a reminder. You know, it's a reminder. <sighs> and, and I want people to know that it, you know, at the end of the day, children, children who really need us do not care whether you're blue or you're Black, red. white, pink, polka dot, yellow, they don't who cares? Care. They, don't they care, care about your action. Yes, your right? action, yes. your actions. And mm. if you can't do that, then you know what? You, you're not a person for the people. So, no. so, so Sarah, I don't know what will happen. Hopefully you'll have some listeners that will want to reach out and say, hey, let's talk to this guy about that. Yes. I don't know what the next step is, but I truly do believe that I cannot just close the front door. I have now opened this door yes. and I need to, 
I have a voice and I need to use it for children of all ages. But it's not just you, it's Reese who obviously prefers to be in the background as, you know, the roots oh. that coming, coming home to. But your children are a part of this. They're, they're already the activists, the actionivists, as just by being chosen by you, by showing the benefit of how to invest the children and who they are and what they become. Because your children, when you first got them, had issues, they had problems, you know, like, oh my God, biting and hiding food. And, and, but then, of course, the little one just being a simple, sweet baby who just wanted to be loved. Right. right. And thank God right. you got him in time. Right. Yeah. And, but we have so many, to, oh, they're troubled. Oh, they're too much trouble. What I'm actually seeing right now, have you seen that there's this new movie coming out on foster children? So it's called Insta Family. Right. And I'm actually, my husband and I are going to the premiere tomorrow. Wonderful. So Fantastic. We have, been, we have been asked to come to the premiere. Excellent. So we will be attending the premiere tomorrow. We're very excited. Yes. One of the premieres is being held at the Air and Space Museum in D.C. And so Reese and I, um, we have some, where NBC is coming to do a show on us and then we're leaving and we're going to see this, this amazing movie that we're excited about it. I'm yeah. a little nervous, you know, it's, it's, it's based on a comedy and, yeah. and, you know, um, I, I don't want, I, I just, like I said, I'm going in with an open mind. I'm well, the thing is, is that we mind. know that sometimes when we have permission to laugh at something, we actually walk away with the depth of understanding better. If you go in too heavy with a documentary, for some people it's like, oh gosh, too much. I agree. But they go in and they laugh about it and then they come away with, but you know, we're laughing, but there are children out there. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. that it's a good approach to do that. So, um, so I was given, I was given a couple of the, um, the show actually sent us a couple of clips mm. that um, I was so happy with because right. they really did show, they, they're going to show in this movie some really hard times that, yes. you know, um, some things that you and I've talked about in the past of kids pushing back. Yes. Um, and they do talk about that. So, so I am happy to see that there's a little bit of, yeah. it's real, but also, you know, this is based on a true story as yeah. well. Yeah. And it's the, and so, um, so yeah, so I'm excited. I will send you an email and let you know what I thought. Yes, please um, do. You know, actually, no, you know what? I would actually like you to write a blog and oh. I'd like to put the blog up on that of what you thought of the movie. Okay. And, and, and you know, perhaps, uh, some poignant points that people could actually take away from it. Awesome. I will definitely do that. Excellent. I will definitely do that. Uh, well, you know, when I, you know, you and I aren't finished. <laughs> Far from it. And I still believe the university is 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 a done deal. We've just got to get the finances yep. behind it. I agree. And, uh, you know, and and you're going up under my selfdiscoverycommunity.org, which is the, the philanthropist side of my business. And uh, and I want to see a lot more interaction with what you're doing. And, uh, you know, just doing a great deal more um, to just bring about the awareness, whatever we can. And so I've got some ideas. So okay. we, we will talk about that. But, you know, I invite people to go back and listen to the other shows because the first one is I saw you on Upworthy and I thought, this is cool what he's doing with the comfort cases. I have to interview him. And then the next one is like, you know, you've been on Ellen's show and you've expanded with the cases and this was like, what's happening next? And now the next one is the book. You know, I know that every chapter with you is just going to be something else extraordinary, which is wonderful. But as I said, from reading the book and seeing what you went through, you know, I mean, as I said, I'm a spiritual counselor myself. Everybody that is having a hard time with life and with self, it comes from an injured child. And we, we have to remember that if we want 
citizens out there that are productive, that are caring, that are uh, participants in the world. We have to invest in them as children. If not, we have broken people out there constantly searching for a place to belong, a place to love, looking at it in all the wrong places. And uh, they're finally getting, if they're lucky, to the place of self-discovery. But so many not only fall through the cracks, but they fall into the grave because yes. they just can't handle it. Suicide, uh, uh, drug overdose, uh, overdose, murder. I mean, no, folks, these are not exaggerations. Um, and we, we've got to stop looking at us as a human race as a disposable. I'm doing a series right now under Eco Solutions, Let's Get Synced, where I'm interviewing leaders around the world, business people around the world that are changing uh, things politically, but changing things um, the climate emotionally around the change of climate, not just our physical climate, but the climate and way we treat people. And every single one of them is talking to people, planet, pro profit, instead of profit at the expense of people and planet. And this is what's being taught in industry now. This is what people are changing the whole dynamic towards. And when we start investing in the people and the people are happy, they're going to be more productive. They're going to be friendlier to the planet. They're going to be friendlier towards one another. And we're going to see production like we've never seen it before because it's coming from people who care, not people who are just trying to survive. I agree. I agree. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's people helping people and that's yeah. what we might need to make sure happens. Yeah. So. And you know, you've, your kids have been lucky enough for you to get them right young. But as you said, all those 18 year olds that are now being thrown away, there's still young children inside. They are not equipped for out there. This is when they get taken advantage of and the gangs are on the street or, you know, other people that take advantage of them. And we, Yes, they may be angry. Yes, they may be bitter. Maybe they're even a little violent. That doesn't mean you throw them away, incarcerate them where they're going to learn that skill more. This is where they need the love more, the caring more, more of your patience, more of uh, you showing them that you're ready to listen. Yes. And as you said, we've become a society that's on the phone and not listening. We need to get back to listening, to caring, and to understand the global problem is our problem. And loving. Yes loving yes. you said it earlier yep. loving we must we must we must yeah because that is one thing that these kids feel is that they're not loved you but, know but not loving you know like loving something and hoping that they're going to love you back to feed you right there yes. is you know yes. it's yes. like come with your abundance of love because you've been willing to do the work right you've been willing to do the work to bring that honest love from your inside out i don't care i'm a porcelain doll that's extremely cracked a lot of pieces being put back together right but i still bring all of me and all my love honestly to the table and when we do that the the child feels it yes right? they, they don't want it's not the words it's the feeling yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you. It is, it's the feeling more than anything. Yeah. Words are just words yeah. unless you have somebody who can feel it. So yeah. Sarah, as always, you, I learned so much from you. Oh, and I can't you. thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. I hope your listeners go and get a forever family, um, fostering change one child at a time. Proceeds of the sale of this book helps our charity. We still, um, we don't have any corporate sponsors, but we now have delivered 42,000 cases in 
41 states, and we've also delivered in D.C. and Puerto Rico. And so, you know, by your listeners reaching out to comfortcases.org, they can link there where to buy the book. And we just continue to hope growing this friendship. We're, we're stepping in, although giving should be 12 months of the year, but we're stepping into the giving zone. All right. What a beautiful gift to give a family a donation on behalf. Thank you. Right. You know, if they're Joneses, I'm not going to give you another useless this or a useless gift basket. <laughs> I'm going to give you a donation on behalf of your name to the comfort cases. I'm going to buy this book for someone who needs to read it to actually understand the system, how broken it is and how it can be fixed and how yes. one person decided to step up along with the love of his life to make a difference, right? Yes. How love won, love yes. prevailed. Love, love, <laughs> love. Listen, I loved you. Ah, and ditto. So it's comfortcases.org. Comfortcases.org. If you go there, you can link on to um, how to help, how to help your community, which is my community, right. which is our community. Yes. Purchase our book. Look at things that we've done lately. Figure out how you can help. Even Canada, no matter where you're at. Yeah. We, you know, I've been dealing it for the last year with two organizations in Canada that are bringing comfort cases to Excellent. Canada. So it's all over. It's all of ours. Right. This is, we all must change. So comfortcases.org. And again, Sarah, thank you. And I'm excited to write that blog about that. Yes, piece. please. And, and uh, updates, as I said, you're going to be I will. Community.org. And we're going to platform you there and just keep everything going because, um, what you're doing is, is extraordinary. And, you know, as I said, I talk about you a lot. You know, you're very warm in my heart. And, and, and again, after reading the book and knowing the struggle that you had and to who you are today and what you're doing. And thank you to Reese for being your rock, for being your heart. And because be without him, how could you do it, right? Yes, yes. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And folks, remember, we are the difference that we all seek. So let's step up. One tiny ripple. You never know what a beautiful Tasami we can create. And let's do that. All right. So until next time, bye for now. For more wonderful shows like this, please go to selfdiscoveryradio.com, podcast and see our lineup. And if you wish to support us, we have a funded button. Please stay tuned for our next show.